Welcome to the Warrior Families Movement, where we learn how to create lives and homes in which you and your family are all passionately engaged in using your gifts and the fight for good. I'm your host, Karen Bates, and I'm excited to journey with you as we learn to let go of the weights of distraction, perfectionism, comparison, and control so we can freely walk with courageous purpose and loving presence on our unique paths. Each episode is designed to shine light on a step you can take toward your inspired dreams and vision for lifting your family and lighting the world. Welcome back. This is pre-launch week and I am sharing some stories from my life that show principles and patterns for finding our path. Today's story comes from a free mini course on my website called How to Plan Your Stress-Free Homeschooling Year. And so as you listen to it, I don't want you to think that I am saying that everybody should take the same educational path that I'm taking with my kids. Um, In fact, I know that you shouldn't because our kids are very different and they're going to need different skills and opportunities. But I do want us to look at the patterns and the process that it takes to start figuring out what our kids need and how to make those decisions and how to know what to outsource and what to do at home. And so um, I'm going to just jump right into the middle of the recording. I'm going to skip the intro and I'm going to get into what we all want for our kids and how to go about getting that and my story and how I came to find that for myself. So I hope you enjoy it. And here it is. Everyone kind of wants the same things for their children, you know. We all hope that they will um, grow into their potential, that they'll um, develop their unique gifts and talents to to bless the world and to do some good, and that they'll be happy and, and confident in their decisions, and that they'll have strong bonds and relationships with, with their family, with others, and with God. And so, you know, most of our, our reasons are very similar, but we go about them in different ways. And so even throughout this whole series, I want you to remember that I'm going to be teaching principles that are true, and they'll apply to everybody. But the way that they apply will be different for me than they are for you and they are for your neighbors. And so don't focus so much on the application and don't think, oh, I have to do it this way. Focus more on the principle and then listen for those nudges about what that means for your particular family, what that means for what you're going to be, um, how to apply them and and then write those down and really kind of pay attention to, to what that means for you and for your children. Um, I do believe that we all homeschool to an extent. You know, whether we send our children to to public school, to private school, we keep them home, we're all responsible for our children's education. And so we may decide to outsource some of those aspects to different people, um, and that's fine and good, but we need to be prayerful about how how we outsource those, right? So we don't just... When I sent my daughter to kindergarten, my oldest... I, didn't, I never really considered that there were other options. I just did it because that was a cultural norm. That's what you do when your child is five or six, is you send them to kindergarten. And so it never even occurred to me that there was different options. I just did it because that's what you do. And it might have been the right decision. I don't know, because I never even thought to pray about it or to consider something different. Um, and she learned a lot there, and, and it was good. We both did. She went to school up until second grade. And, but, and again, it was just because that's what you do. And so I want us today to kind of really consider our why of what we're doing because that'll carry us through. 
and and that will be something that we can always have as our foundation and and help us center ourselves I found that I needed that often when things got crazy or when I didn't know what to do I just needed to remember my why and so today I'm going to share a little bit about my why and again it will be different than yours I met some people at the park the other day and they were sharing some of the reasons that they all three of them were deciding to homeschool this next year and they were all a little different two of them were kind of similar but one of them was because her kids were little and she needed she didn't want them wearing masks you know right now in the middle of this pandemic she was a little worried about their ability to have to do that every day and what that would mean for them um you know mentally and different things another one was concerned because her daughter had gone through high school or was in the middle of high school and she um, had learned some things in her health class that made her question her identity I guess the health teacher was like you know if you're feeling anxious or depressed sometimes you might want to question if it's because you're not being true to your gender and maybe you've got to consider that not saying that's what it is but it could be and it made her really question herself and she was being pulled in in direction that she, her mom thought maybe wasn't very healthy and she wanted her home to really figure out who she was without all of the peer pressure of trying to be a certain way and a certain label and the other mom was also concerned about that the culture in the school was was to be cool in a way that seemed to be pulling her daughter in in a to a place where she didn't want her to go, where there were people who were going to prey on her innocence and also that there were pressures to conform to a certain lifestyle that she thought was not healthy for her. So they both kind of had similar concerns about the culture of their particular schools. And I'm not saying every school is that way or that every peer culture is going to be that way at school. I think there's a lot of good that comes from it too. But these were their particular reasons. Mine were very different. So... I'll start with my story for two reasons. One, it helps us see that even though our reasons are to start are different and our ways are different, that we all want very similar things. And also, just to show that our journeys will be different, um, but to show the principles be- behind those journeys are the same. So, like I said, my daughter started going to school. She went to school kindergarten and first grade and second grade. I, I remember the day I just I realized that something needed to change. I was putting, I had just put her to bed and she was sleeping and I was watching her sleep. And this was in, we were living in Texas. She was in second grade. And I remember just feeling like, wow, I really haven't seen her much today. And our routine was very similar every day. She would come home from school and she was an introvert. So she was pretty exhausted from her constant social interaction every day. And so I'd ask her how her day went and she'd give me a hug and she'd tell me a little about it, maybe one or two things. And then she'd usually say, you know, she'd usually go to her room to play with her toys and she kind of wanted to be alone for a while. She wasn't really in the mood to talk. She needed to kind of decompress and, and things. And so after a little bit, I'd call her down to dinner and and we'd talk and then we'd do homework and then I'd take her to bed because she had to be up early the next day for school. And so our routine was very much the same and I realized like I miss those days where we would talk and we would go to the park or we would um, spend time together and, and not be worried about the next day at school or the homework or... Um, and she just she had she used her imagination a lot more and she she had just been looking tired and kind of um resigned and I just thought I don't I part of the reason I was thinking along those lines as well was that the previous year I had been running with a friend and we lived in Baltimore at the time I would go running in the morning and she I decided to homeschool her child for first grade because 
her, him and his teacher were not getting along. And she thought it would be better for him to just have first grade at home. She ended up homeschooling him through all of his years, but at the time she was only going to do it for a year. And as we would run, she would tell me about some of the things they were learning about, some of the books she was reading, and some of the activities they were doing together. And I kind of thought, wow, that'd be really cool to do with, with my daughter as well. And so I started trying to incorporate some of those things. And I realized that I just didn't have enough time to do all of those things that she was doing. And so some of those thoughts had been going through my head for about a year, thinking about, you know, that lifestyle versus what we were doing. And so as I was putting her to bed this day, some of those thoughts came back to me and some of the things I wanted to do with her. And my son at the time was going to kindergarten and he went half day. And I just thought that was a perfect amount of time. He, he was able to go to school and come home and we'd have, you know, time together. So I decided that night that I would look into something that was similar for her for the next year. And so I researched a bunch of schools in Texas. I tried to find something that would maybe allow her to go to school half day. And I did. I found a program in Austin that allowed for half day school and they would come home around 12:30 every day for lunch and they'd stay home and they did the core subjects there but you would go home and do some of the other things. And so I went to the orientation meeting. It was 25 minutes away, the school, but I thought that would be worth it for the extra time at home. So I went and I signed her up and we were all excited to get started with this other thing. And as, as we were getting ready to do that, I started reading a lot more books about education at home and about the things that were important. And I read, you know, Thomas Jefferson Education was a big one that influenced me and several others that I thought, you know, this is really cool. I want to develop this lifestyle in my home. So, come to find out, my my husband, Bill, he gets a job offer in Utah, and after some consideration, he decides to take it. And so, all of my plans of, of doing this half day school were were thrown out the window, and I had to kind of start over. Like, well, now what do I want to do? And so, I looked for programs in Utah that were half day, and I just found programs that allowed your child to go to school for half the day and you could pull them out when you wanted. But I worried that that would be disruptive to them and to their teacher and I just wasn't sure how well that would work. So by that point, I had read a lot of books about education at home and I was ready to maybe think more about doing it more full time. And I brought it up to my husband and he, of course, was worried about the very same things I was worried about. You know, what about socialization? Are they going to be weird? I know a family, this is what he said, I know a family growing up that homeschooled and they were weird. I don't want that for our children. And I had had some of those same concerns initially, right? Like, um, are they going to get everything they need from me? Like, I don't know how to, I don't remember math or most, much history. Am I going to be able to teach them the things they need? And, you know, what about, are they going to be able to be prepared for college, for their ACT? So I had all of these worries and, and he had similar worries. At this point, I had I'd read enough books that I wasn't as concerned about a lot of those things and so I shared with him some of the things I had read and and he hadn't read them of course so he was like still not sure so I finally said well here's this the stack of books that have helped me kind of come to this conclusion and makes me want to at least try and so will you read them and then we can kind of discuss it together you know from this same foundation and he saw the stack of books and he was like, well, maybe, you know, it looks like you've read a lot and done a lot of research on this. So why don't we try it for a year? Well, I'll trust you on this and then we'll see how it goes. And so that was our beginning. Um, and he has since listened to a lot of podcasts and seen a lot of things that have got him excited about what we do as well. But at the time, of course, he was working and he was really busy and he wasn't quite prepared to do as much research as I, I had done. So we decided to jump in that year and try it. And so that summer, I read more books. I got um, my curriculum ready. I had like this 
awesome language arts curriculum that had that combined like spelling and grammar and everything else. I had this neat math curriculum that I was excited about. I had, you know, art things we were going to do and this whole science thing we were going to do. And I had this schedule printed out about each subject that we were going to cover each day and our also our housework schedule and how we were going to divide up the chores and everything was very nice and scheduled out and I was so excited and ready for our first day. They had their pencil boxes, their art supplies, everything was set. And the first day came. And as you can probably imagine, it wasn't as, it wasn't at all like I had pictured. So we get going with the schedule I had. And of course, the kids take a lot longer to transition from activity to activity than I had given them time for. And breakfast took longer and cleaning the house wasn't happening. And so we, I was like, okay, we're just going to start our day. We'll clean after. And so we started our, our homeschool day. And um, the language art lesson went pretty well. You know, they, they were doing what I asked them. They were excited about this whole new experience, and so it was good. And then I moved on to science, and I had all of these cutouts of different animals, and I had all of the scientific um, families that they were to be classified into, and they were supposed to put them into the right families and, and all these different things. And at that point, they were getting a little bored. And they like the cutouts, and they're kind of playing with them. And I was like, well, here's how you can tell which classification they go under. And they were getting, they started kind of poking each other, getting bored. And and I was starting to get frustrated because they weren't listening to me. And then they started wrestling on the floor. And I was like, we don't wrestle during school. Come on, you know, you wouldn't treat your school teacher this way. Come on, now pay attention. We're going we're gonna to figure this out. And they tried, but they were really bored at that point. And and just kept teasing and not necessarily paying attention. And I was just getting more and more flustered. And it was 3 o'clock, and we hadn't done half the things I had planned to do that day, and it was time to clean up. So I just said, okay, we're going to clean up. We're going to try again tomorrow. And um, I sent them off to do their jobs. And I, at this point, you know, was sweeping the kitchen, and I was in tears. I was like, what did I do wrong? How come a teacher at school can do so much and s- with so many kids in one day, and I can't even get through one and a half subjects? And... It's like, I'm definitely not cut out for this. I don't know, but now I was in this tough place because I, I knew what I wanted for them. I wanted an environment where they could create, where they could imagine, where they could have these experiences of doing instead of what they were getting at school, which was a lot of learning how to follow instructions and, and doing things for the test. I noticed that a lot of the reason that I didn't retain a lot of the information I learned at school was because I didn't apply it. And so I, I, I've learned the stuff, I regurgitated it for the test, and then it went away. And I wanted more for them. I wanted them to see that everything that they learned could be applied to their life, could make their life happier and could help them share a message in a way that would bless other people's lives and, and to see education as a way to that joy and to that happiness. But I wasn't doing it. I, wasn't, I didn't know how to do it. I thought I had read enough to know how to do it, but I apparently hadn't. And so I was confused then. I didn't know where to go because I knew what I wanted, but I didn't think I could give it to them, and I didn't think the school could give it to them. And so we went on like this for a couple of more weeks of me trying really hard and then um, kind of trying for the first little bit and then just getting bored and, and moving on. And after a couple of weeks, I just thought, I don't know what to do. And I remember reaching out to a homeschool group. I, it was back then it was Yahoo, a Yahoo homeschool group. Now we do a lot of Facebook groups. But at the time it was a Yahoo group and I said, you know, I can't do this. I don't know what to do. I keep trying and, and they're not listening to me and it's not going at all like I had planned. What do you guys do? How do you do this? And one of, they gave me some really good advice, but I just particularly remember one person, this really changed me. She said, tonight, go to bed and watch them sleep. And as you're watching them, think about why you started this, and it'll give you the strength to go through till tomorrow. And I thought that was really interesting, but I decided to try it. 
So I did. I went up to their rooms that night and I watched them sleeping. And all of the thoughts came back to me that I hadn't started this so that they could be ahead academically. That's kind of what I was doing. I thought, well, I have more one-on-one time with them. I can get them really ahead. They can be like geniuses. They, they'll be able to be so smart if I just get these this information into their head. That's not why I had started. I didn't. I wasn't trying to run this rat race of getting them ahead. But that's kind of what I had transitioned into. And I had started because I wanted them to be have strong relationships with each other, with me, with God. I wanted them to, um, like I said, be creative and, and be curious and ask questions. And the way I was teaching was not in alignment with that real foundational reason that I had started. And it kind of got me to rethink some things. And the next day, I decided we weren't going to worry about our schedule that day. We are going to take our sketchbooks and go out into the mountains and, and be curious and learn and grow and build our bond our relationships. They had gotten a little strained because I was constantly pushing and they're constantly like trying to please me, but at the same time, just not really into what I was doing. And I, were, I just needed some time to just love them, for them to see how much I love them, for them to bond. So we went off and, and took our sketchbooks I said, just find something to sketch, look around. And so they found a little place to sketch some things. And then they started getting curious and they started floating um, leaves down the river. They found a praying mantis they wanted to show me. And then they got curious about what they ate. And so the next day we were able to go to the library or maybe a little time after that um, and learn more about praying mantises and what they ate. And then they got really into um, etymology and we started looking at different kinds of bugs. And that was a start of what I understand now was... um, uh, education based on um, being curious and, and looking for truth instead of being told what you needed to know. And that's the principle I wanted to share and talk about today is that children are organic. And I know that sounds silly, you know, obviously they are. But our educational system that where most of us are used to treats them as receptacles of knowledge. So, you know, here's their little minds and we're shoveling information into it so that they can regurgitate it and they can then pass a test so that they can then get into college and then they can have good jobs, right? So this is kind of like the the continuum we follow and the outcome that we want. Um, and we think if we can just give them enough information, we treat them like this little receptacle of knowledge, then they can have this outcome that we're hoping that they will have. And it's a very inorganic way of learning. We're treating them like an object to be taken through this process and to come out a certain way on the other end. And I, of course, that's what I was doing when I started with my scientific classification system. And I wanted them to be able to have this information so that they could regurgitate it and be ahead. And I didn't realize that that was a very inorganic way to teach. And so what I mean by teaching in an organic way is that we got to make their environment a place where they will grow. And so instead of saying, I'm going to spoon feed you all this information, I'm going to make your environment, it's like they're like a seed, right? The potential for what they need is already in them. If you have more than one child, you've seen how each of them is so different. They have such different interests, such different ways of being, such different ways of looking at the world. And um, they, the potential for what they need to become and what, who they're going to be is already there. Our job as parents is to nurture that, to nurture their environment, to help create a place where they will grow instead of trying to form them from scratch into who we think they ought to be or the path that we think they ought to follow. We just, follow, we just nurture that, that ground. We water the seed. So what they need is light. They need water. They need um, 
So by light, um, we're going to talk about that tomorrow. And then water is more the resources and the um, things that they need externally. And then um, they also need light water, the right environment, meaning like the soil, the nutrients, things like that we'll talk about on day four. And then um, they also need a model to follow, like little baby ducklings follow their mom duckling and she shows them the way. They need that as well. They need to kind of see how you get on this path. Not necessarily take the same path you're taking, but how do you even get on it? How do you discover your unique gifts and talents? How do you bless the world with those unique gift ta- gifts and talents? What are, What is the way to be able to go down that path? Know your particular way of being and know how you can bless the world with it and so those are kind of the things that your children need that's the way we educate organically instead of tell me what they need to know and I'll make sure that they know it I'll spoon feed that information into them and then we'll be good you know that's kind of how we tend to do it Um, and it, it is nice to have some guidelines about important things to know right that's what the when you're going to go to the public school and saying, what do they need to know in first grade? Those are guidelines for good things for them to know. And you can get those in all sorts of ways. There's books, there's the websites on the schools. They'll kind of show you some some good things. But you can teach all of those things in an organic way by asking questions. That's what I'm going to try to do through this series is ask you questions so that you can start digging deep and seeing what is it that I really feel about this because then it stays in you. If I just spoon feed you the information like we try to do with our kids and say, well, this is what you've got to do. This is principle one. This is principle two. This is exactly how you do it in your home. Um, You're not going to for one, know exactly how it's going to work in your home because it's going to look different than mine. And two, you're not going to retain it because it didn't mean anything to you. It was just information and it's going to be easily forgotten. But when you discover it yourself, same with your kids, when you ask them the right questions and they start discovering things for themselves, it stays in them. It's a lot more um, tangible than hearing it and going in one ear and out the other as soon as you pass the test or whatever. And so I want you to ponder on that a little bit this week. Part of me didn't want to do this series because I thought, well, if someone would have said some of this stuff to me when I was starting out, I would have probably discounted it or not really understood it or not sure, you know, if it was even right. I don't know. I don't know if you had to learn some of these things just from years of experience or what. But I thought... I also wish I had known and started thinking in this way earlier because I would have enjoyed my kids a lot more. I would have had a lot more peace and a lot less worry and stress about what are we supposed to be doing? Am I doing this right? You know, all that stuff that comes when you're worried constantly. And that kind of was me the first year or two was constantly worried. Am I doing this right? Is this the right way to do things? And so I want to give you a little more of a foundation of peace so you can move forward with more confidence. All right, I hope you enjoyed this sample from the homeschool mini course that you can find under free resources on the website. If you'd like to delve more deeply into any of the educational principles or the things that we talk about on this podcast, I invite you to try the Warrior Journey program where we have discussions and we can um, you can ask questions and I can ask you questions that can help you be able to apply these things in a more personalized way in your home and learn how to make an impact with them on the world. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Will you please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends so that we can grow this warrior family movement and encourage one another in using our unique gifts in the fight for good. And if you'd like to know more about the Warrior Journey program, the events, the school, or any other resources, please visit awarriereducation.com. And I'll see you there.